HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. When you have a busy afternoon but also have an appetite for adventurous new recipes, try any of Blue Apron's 60 weekly offerings, including health-conscious meals featuring pescatarian and vegetarian favorites. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW-recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. The best part of our show tonight is going to be the intro because that's all the happy energy that, that we have on display. <laughs> what is going on, Philly? You know what it is. Don't call him broad. I'm Rich. I got Nick the Daddy with me and, of course, our man Don Juan. Me and Don did a little bit of double duty this week. I was on Fired Up last night. Don was on Chip, uh, all about the bird show, Chips and Dish. It was a good it was a good night to rant about some eagle stuff, but now it's our turn to do it on our platform. And I can honestly say I haven't been this discouraged by an Eagles team in a while. Uh and what's up, Chris? Hey, Chris. Yo, yo. And it's kind of getting me to the point where it's borderline unwatchable football. And I don't like saying that because of how much I do love the Philadelphia Eagles. But at the same time, can we as fans keep supporting a product that the team doesn't even support? What do you yeah. think? What do you think? I mean, listen, like we, we knew going into this year that it was a show me year, right? To just figure out what pieces work. I think, and Rich, you brought up something last night that, really kind of hit home, which was like the idea that I think after the whole nonsense that went on with Wentz last year, I think everybody wanted Hertz to be the guy so bad that it was blinding us from actually seeing what he really is. And you're seeing every week, week after week, and the coaching is suspect at best that regardless of the coaching, he sucks. Like he is a borderline backup ish kind of guy. He's a guy who like, who, when is the only time that he's successful in garbage, the garbage time, right? He's, Mm -hmm. he's, he's collecting trash cans at the end of the game. And, you know, and the most I saw Rob Motti put out a Mike. Uh, uh, yo Mike, I saw him put out a stat uh, uh, right around halftime, where it showed the passer rating between him and Derek Carr, and they had identical passer ratings. Yeah, but the statistical data and the visual data of what you see shows you that those two guys weren't even in the same stratosphere no, on right. Sunday, and I. 
Rich, I don't even know where to go. Like, there are so many holes in so many places that wh- where do you even where do you even start? And now there's whispers of how he's talking about using that early draft capital to go get a quarterback. Like, that is by far the dumbest, most short-sighted vision of anything. If you get a new quarterback, you get a new coach. But before yeah. we get into that, Nick, I want I want to know your thoughts. And please, I had I have I put out a tweet today and I said, besides the Heisman, but it broke it down that he is a man or he is man. And I'm like, this is so weird. I'm like, what did I try to say here? And I'm like, oh, Heisman. We've seen Jalen Hurts for what he is in college. Nick, you are an avid I could ask Nick, my buddy Bill, my buddy Tasso, anything about college football. And I could ask Nick and be like, yo, what do you think of this guy? He gives me an honest opinion. We've seen Jalen Hurts in college. And I am keep going back to this argument because, Nick, I need you to put clarity on. Besides sure. the Heisman, which we saw in Oklahoma, what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts of Jalen Hurts at Alabama, him transferring? And how do you think that his game has changed or has it not changed since he's entered the NFL? Okay, well, we have to look at it two ways. Alabama, you're playing with the best of the best every week, right? So, I mean, he's playing with good players now, but the players he's playing against are also on the same level, right? So that's part of it. Um, Alabama also has the best coaching staff in college football, which here he does not have. That that plays a part. When he transferred to Oklahoma, it was because he lost his job to Tua, who I've been on record saying Tua stinks. I still think Tua We've stinks. We've all said that. We've all said um, that. So you lost your job to him. So that tells me some that tells me something that the coaches either didn't see in practice or did see in practice that thought that they should make that change for whatever reason it was. They liked what Tua brought to the offense. Right. better than what Jalen could have did that year. Um, he had some moments, right? He, he came in and won the national championship game. That's great. But when you watch college tape, you can see, okay, yeah, he's a good kid. He looks like he knows how to run their offense. That's great. But does he do anything that flashes? And to me, the answer was always no. Like most Heisman winners, you watch Devontae Smith, he flashed. Kyler Murray flashed. Baker Mayfield um, you know, he's not the greatest, but he had plays where he flashed. And maybe it's because of arm talent, right? They both the both yeah. of those guys have an arm talent that Jalen Hurts doesn't have. Yep. Uh, he went to Oklahoma and he played in the system where they're gonna stand you up and spread you out, and it's the Big 12. Lincoln Riley's a very good coach, so he's gonna maximize Jalen Hurts' skill set, which was get the ball out quick mm-hmm. um to NFL caliber wide receivers, and then I'm gonna use Jalen's legs. So I agree with you, Don, but that the Eagles coaching, like they're definitely subpar. They're not doing what they need to do to maximize Jalen's skill set. Right. The issue is, is that I don't think his skill set is good enough to win in yeah. the NFL. Right. Like, yeah, he can use his legs. He's perfect example of what he did last year where Wentz got benched because of either poor player or an injury. Right. He can come in and he can win you a game as your backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. I can use him as a spot start for now with COVID or. You know, like Whatever, the Baker right. falls and, you know, something like that happened. That's great. But he's not your long-term answer. And even though I bash Howie constantly, I always will because it's always his fault. He has never been on record of saying Jalen is our quarterback, right? He's never said that. Like, long-term, we need to fill other holes because we have Jalen. So they know, right, too, right. this guy can't do what we need to do to win at this yeah. level. Um, and Nick, you, know, you, you, you really said it a bunch you know, where, like, you know, he he can't he there are places on the field where he can't he he just yeah. flat can't get the ball 
Correct. When you see and- him, like e- even again on Sunday, when he goes to throw a deep ball, and what's he got to do? He's got to take two, three steps mm-hmm. just to get the the energy and the oomph to get the ball down the field, and he's still underthrowing. Rich, you were talking about last night the one play to the 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 one slant that they run to Devontae, and he throws the ball behind him. If yeah. he throws that ball in front of him, out in front of him, and he can run. Right now, he's running away from the defender, not having to reach back where the ball gets swatted out. Right, those are all those little things where, like that that chunk play where that could be, you know, a seven yard slant that could turn into a you know a 30, 40 yard run for him. You just, and yeah. Part of me wonders, like, are is leaving Hurts in, and you know. Let's be honest. No, no quarterback on the roster right now is the long-term solution. No, but like, is leaving Hurts in there now hurting the progress of some of the other the the other young guys on on the roster? Yeah, I, I would say yes because how many balls? Like, I, I hear people, you know, I'll I'll flip through the radio stations um, when I'm not in my car where I have serious and I don't have a choice to listen to like when I'm flipping through. People are calling in defending Hurts, and they're like, well, the coach – and I'm like, but the coach and what? He's missing wide-open guys, bro. What do you What do you guys – like, yeah, he's not running the right – yeah, he, the, the offense isn't right, and he's – the play call has been shitty. Which we, we all agree with that. But how do you miss guys wide open? Like, then right. if you're if you're hitting all your throws and you're – like you said, that slant, you're throwing behind a guy, he's got to catch it like this instead of catching it out here. He's got to adjust, right? Um, right. He's missed multiple wide-open throws that could have been big gains. That's not on the coaches because they're not throwing the ball, right? Like I said to Rich, I, I said in our other group chat, like he doesn't – he can't just turn his hips and just let one rip. He just can't do it. He can't no. flick his wrist like Aaron Ro- – and I'm, well, saying, I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers yeah. flicks his wrist. A well, lot Kyle of people Murray can do that just, because he played baseball his whole life, right? Yeah. He was a shortstop and a center fielder. So he has the ability to throw those weird angles. Same with Matthew Stafford, uh, Patrick Mahomes, all those guys. They can they can throw the ball at every angle and get it to where it needs to go. He just can't. That's okay. But there's a reason why when you have all those accolades, you don't go in the first round. Right. Because it's either one, your size, two, because these guys watch tape and they go – Okay, yeah, he looks like he's a good kid and he can lead me. He's not going to get into trouble off the field. That's great. He's a good locker room guy. That's great. He can read the – he knows how to understand the playbook. That's great. But he can't win you a game with his arm. He just can't do it. He solely – and the problem is he solely can't put the team on his back. You see in situations – like I would be completely understanding if Jalen Hurts was completing 70% of his passes a game – and was throwing for 300 yards, rushing for 30, two touchdowns and a pick, and you're losing a game to the Raiders 33-30. And it was close. And we lost because we gave the ball back to the Raiders and they kicked a game-winning field goal. I could completely defend. Well, then you see progress for sure. Because you would see the progress. What I see is 5-10 and for 60 yards and you have 102 quarterback rating like it actually fucking matters because it really doesn't you're five of ten you completed 50 percent of your passes the other 50 percent yes some drops Devontae smith had some uncharacteristic drops this week we saw that but a lot of balls were skipped a lot of balls were underthrown a lot of balls were just why are you why are you trying to make this throw i understand our offensive line isn't playing that well but look at the fluidity of the first drive 
the balance, the running game. You march down that field, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, they might beat the Raiders. The next drive, they come out stale. The next drive, they come out stale. Then 30 unanswered points later, the offense can't. And that's the funny thing. It's it's like they don't. And this is all coaching staff. I'm not going to solely. I'm not solely blaming Hurts. When you don't adapt and you don't change and you don't make those adjustments in game and you're literally getting boat raced, you let up 30 unanswered points. Mm-hmm. You expect me as a fan to keep the game on? I turn it points and the Raiders are missing their best player. They're yeah. missing Darren Waller, but, but freaking Foster Moreau had six and, catches for 60 I mean, yards. And that just shows you that it's not – like, yeah, Foster Moreau was a good player in college. He played at LSU. He's a good player, but it just shows you that, like – What's the game plan? The defense, like, who were you shutting down? Because every time I looked, you know, like, Somebody yeah, none of the wide receivers on the Raiders went off. But you look at the stat line, everybody was four or five catches for 45-plus 45, 45 yep. yards. The running backs were getting chunks. They were catching the ball in space. It's like you play this too, safe, too high safety cloud coverage defense. Bro, we don't want to see that. Man, I don't no, need to see a cover three. I don't need to see another cover three. It's cover three. Do something, like you said, if it's not working – just what? What's the harm in you're losing? They, they went thir- literally. They were up seven nothing. Then it went chip. Then it went thirty and zero. Right, Rich, like you said. Then they went thirty unanswered. So it's thirty to seven. Yeah. Why not at that point go? You know what? I'm gonna change it up. This Let's take drive. some shots. Let's take some deep. What shots. do I have to lose this last pos- this possession here? I'm gonna tell our defense. Listen, we're gonna be aggressive. We're gonna run a gap blitzes. We're gonna run an all out blitz. We're gonna run a corner blitz. You know, I'm going to bring up McLeod to run a safety blitz. Do something. If you get beat, you get beat, but at least you're playing aggressive. Maybe try playing man. Put put Nelson and Slay on press man. Then you can. Then you have somebody on Edwards. You have somebody on Ruggs. Put Avante on Renfro, and then you bring a safety, and you go, okay, make Derek Carr beat me. He can do it, but at least you're making him have to try. Bro, 92.5% completion percentage. Well, and those and the, three, and the three misses, I the three misses weren't even like they were bad throws. Like, um, like uh, he missed a couple, but it wasn't like you were really contesting anything. No, no. I mean, listen, we're we're we are we are by no means a stat pod, right? No. But, but some of the like seeing that the the one thing that uh, Paul Hembakitis put out where you know Drew Brees is the the record for completion percentage is like 72% for the whole season. And the the last, I think, five or six quarterbacks, their completion percentage is higher than that. Like, it was like two percentage points higher than that. The, the fact that you had 10 days to prepare. to prepare for this game and you came out with that dud and didn't realize or recognize at all that anything had to change – throughout that entire game. And Nick, like we, how many times have we said, we are not sitting in, in all 22 films, yeah. looking at position player focus footage. Yep. How do we sit there and, you know, you, you and I can come up with a better game plan, even in the middle of the game. Like just that, that's the part that, and, at some point, we have to talk about the the the, the the penalty on third down, where if they accept the penalty, it's fourth and it's what fourth and four. Yeah, but then he they, defended it after. And like the fact that 
at that following press conference, the chart told me to do it. Mm-hmm. Analytics. What in the ever loving, like you're a coach, you're watching the game. Like get your head out of the fucking chart. Well, he already said in that press conference, he said, like, I believe it was before. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I watched some of it, but, you know, I'm, I'm or for the defensive side, but I'm mainly focused on the offensive side. Of he called game. himself the offensive coordinator, bro. Yeah. I'm like, you're dude, the head coach, bro. You, that's not what you have to worry about. And like Chip is saying, like, okay, and you take from the press conference what uh, Cox and McLeod said. It was very eye opening because you just see how vanilla and bland that offense is. And th- these guys can't freelance. These guys can't just, okay. I'm going to do an impromptu blitz or I'm going to blow that. Like, nope, you're told this is where you're playing and this is what you're going to do. And the guys are like, well, we're getting destroyed. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm just going to do that. Fletcher Cox has not lived up to anything in the past 15 games. I get that. But it comes a point where you listen to the guys who really don't speak ill about coaches because they never do. Fletcher Cox never said anything bad about Doug or the previous coaches. Mm -mm. Yeah. So you need to start listening to your players. But the problem is, like we constantly say, nothing is going to change because Howie's not going anywhere. They're going to spin this, and it's going to be, oh, well, we already said it's going to be a rebuild. It's not the fact that we we didn't know this, but it's the fact that we didn't know it was going to be this bad and that Sirianni is going to look like he's coaching peewee football in the NFL. It's hard to suck at your job, and it's hard to have multiple coaches suck at their jobs. It's enriched. That's the thing that blows my mind. It's not one coach. It's multiple coaches suck. Aside from Seth Joyner saying they're running a high school offense, there was players on the other opposing team's defense saying, we knew what plays they were running. Yeah. They, we, we, we knew. Like, they're running the same offense that they're they trying to run. They don't change it up, Nick. Okay. It's all on film. I get that. I get that they're, they're not changing it up. And I think part of it is because they know Jalen can't do – he can't really run a full offense – yeah. That's why, like, it's weird. Like, I know we were talking about in our group chat, like, people are, are asking for – where they're asking for, like, oh, I want to see Minshew. And not necessarily – not that Minshew is the answer, but I would guarantee that if Minshew came in, the offense would look better. That's a fact. It's going to be – You'd have a guy who can throw a deep ball. Well, well he, and- he, wouldn't, he wouldn't miss those open throws, and they would be able to right. run different plays on the offense because his first instinct wouldn't be – uh, tuck it and run when I miss a read. And, and the Eagles are, are notorious for this, right? They're looking at the score at the end of the game. People are like, oh, they lost 33-22. It's not that bad. You didn't watch the game. Yeah. yeah he did not. The Raiders took their foot off the gas and said, you know what? We're, we're done. just going to take it easy. Yeah, we're leaving we here can, without we injuries. Could, we, could, we could put up 50 right now if we wanted to. Right. The same. I mean, the same thing that happened in Tampa, with the Tampa. Exactly. Game. Tampa right? said, you know what? We're up by a bunch. Let's just relax. Right. And it's you know Thursday. What? We're going to take but, 10 days off. Yeah. We're and just going to split out of here with a win. It would be different if the at the end of these games, right? The end of that Raiders game, you're like, all right, let's try this on this drive. We're gonna try a different offense. Something. And then you go into the next game saying, Hey, this worked in that last drive. Why don't we start with this, try and get off to a fast start, and then and then we'll go forward. So the first drive, yeah, they ran the ball. They gave Miles a lot of carries. It worked. Right. He gets hurt. Okay, he gets hurt. Then why would you draft Gainwell and want to use him and then just not even use him either? Run the same plays. You still have Boston Scott, who's he's shown he can come in and be be fine. Like I'm not a huge fan of Boston Scott, but he's serviceable when he comes in. So right. run the same offense. Keep the if anything, you're obviously showing you don't trust your defense. Keep your defense on the sideline for a little bit. Right? It's just do something, something different. Sense, and this is why it's so frustrating because we're t- we have the same discussion every week. 
it just looks worse and worse because the coaches keep saying the same things. They keep saying, right. oh, I need to do this. I need to look myself in the mirror. Bro, enough with Stop. you looking in the mirror. Just yeah. switch it up already. Enough okay. with the I need to be better. Enough with the it starts with me. It's like, dude, we know you need to be better. We know it starts with you. But my main issue, Nick, and you brought up a really good point, is is Sirianni running an offense that hurts can that hurts that it shows the limitations of hurts. I think that's a big part too, because you're not taking the deep shots. You take one or two deep shots. You see how poorly the ball's thrown and right. you kind of go, okay, well, we can't do this. So what does that do? It limits you. So the defense knows this. So the defense yep. are just going to play to the sticks because they're not going to get beat. They're going to make Jalen hurts, beat them. He cannot beat them with his arm. And that's a huge problem in the NFL. If you don't have the arm, talent in the nfl you cannot succeed as a quarterback. i don't care how smart you are i don't care how fast you are i don't right. care if you were the best leader in the world if you do not have the arm talent you cannot succeed in the nfl chris wants to know because we're going to start transitioning do you think they will win against the detroit lions i am going to start and i'm going to say no detroit is way better coached they play fucking hard every single week they care. They will die for their head coach because that guy cares a shit ton about his players. And that is the player too. Need. What? What do you say? He was he was actually on their 0 16 team. You know that? He yeah. Was no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Lions team. But that's no. the inspiration that I think the Eagles are missing. They're missing that coach that actually is like, I'm holding Jared Goff accountable. What do you say? Well, do you think Jared and he once he thought he was like yeah, Jared needs to be better. He needs to start making better throws. He needs to start hitting throws. I think things, you know, I think will be okay, but, you know, he he needs to be better. It's like, damn, bro. Like, your coach, a rookie coach is going to call you out, but we have a rookie coach who goes, oh, no, I have no problem with Jalen. Everything, everything's fine. The, you know, there's there's no fire. There's, there's no need to panic. But when you look at it, you see Detroit played super tough against the Rams. Again, the Rams are so well coached that they schemed Cooper Cup open all day. All day long. All day long. We don't have a coach who can scheme their best player open. Yep. So Detroit is going to have a really good time, especially with the predictability of that offense, because it's we could go on YouTube and start picking out and knowing what plays that they're doing. We yep. already know when they line up what play that they're going to run. I see some of the formations. I'm like, all right, well, here's here's a screen. Okay, they're they're gonna run they're gonna run the out. Okay, I, I know what they're doing just from the formations that I saw this week compared to last week and then the next week and then the last week because it's so stagnant. It's the same offense. It's yeah. the NFL. People actually watch tape, guys, especially opposing coaches who are smarter and better than you. And this is the whole. This is why I think Detroit is going to win. Coaching doesn't have to do with the players. If a, if the players will play for the coach, they'll show out. And Detroit is going to get their first win, and then everybody's going to be looking at each other like, "Damn, yeah, it is that bad." I mean, they, they've it our, legit our shown you nothing that would say, "Yeah, you can you can justify saying that they would win." I mean, DeAndre Swift is probably going to have, "Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> there he is." You you could say that DeAndre Swift is probably going to have a monster like. It wouldn't surprise me to, you know, if, you know, I don't even know what the over under is on yards, but I would say bet the over, right? If you're going to say, you know, 
Uh, bet an anytime touchdown, you probably say TJ Hawkinson, right? They're gonna they're gonna do what teams have done with this with this defense. Adam, what's going on? Um, which is death by a thousand cuts, right? They're gonna they're just gonna dink and dunk and yeah. take five yards, eight yards, five yards, eight yards. They're just gonna go down the field, and that's frustrating as all get out because there's just no end in sight right it's like the oasis where we we constantly think that we're getting somewhere and it's nothing yeah i mean like you said they're they're better coached yeah you know jared goff is has won a lot of games in this league i mean i think mcveigh had a lot to do with that but he's good enough to beat this eagles team that's for sure i think DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, they're going to, if they just give them both 15 touches. And who's stopping Hawkins? The Eagles have shown they can't stop him. Yeah, Hawkinson's going to be running free. I mean, if Foster Moreau goes for six, 60 in the tutty, what's what's Hawkinson going to go for? I mean, um, I think this is the issue is I think the Eagles could win this game because this is, this has the makings of a letdown game for the Lions because they pulled out, they did uh, two fake punts, they did the onside kick. Um, they got up to play and, you know, they gave the Rams everything they had. They just, you know, they're just talent was just not there. So it, it has the makings of that. But like you said, they play really hard for Campbell. And I think that um, if anything, I think Campbell deserves a win just because of the way he coaches. I love the love the calling his players out like the Eagles don't want to coach like that, Rich. That's why we don't have one. OK, because McDaniels would call his players out and then. Um, you know, Brandon Staley didn't want this job. I mean, listen, I would take the Chargers job too because they have Justin Herbert. So, yeah, right. job. But like Dayball doesn't want to come and interview here now. I'm sure that it happens more than is known. Like, there's probably got, like you know what? I don't want to go interview for like I don't want to go work for Jerry Jones. You know, I'm sure it probably does happen, right? Right. Um, these guys, if they have, but like Dayball literally said, I'll just be an offense coordinator, and, and I don't need that huge pay raise to go work for Howie Roseman because I'm not going to just do what he tells me to do. Like, I, I know how to run an offense. Like, you look at the Bills. They have a d- dynamic offense, and he made Josh Allen an MVP caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, like, could he – like, a guy like that, yeah, could he maximize Jalen Hurts? Yeah, he could. Like, would Jalen Hurts look a lot better? Yeah, he would. Um, but, I, you know, we're, we're all on the same – we're all on the same page with this. They need – I think even – Wholesale even changes, but wholesale changes won't happen because mm-hmm. Jeff is not going to do anything with Howie. And – Nope. Now that now the talking of they're going to use those picks to try and get a Russell Wilson or get a Aaron Rod. Like, first of all, Aaron Rodgers isn't coming here, right? No. Russell Wilson might because he could get traded here, but Aaron Rodgers ain't going to sign here. That's not going to happen. No, John Watson's not going to come here. That's not going to happen because he already said no. So then, what that does is how he just resets his clock again, and how he's here for another four or five years at least because he's like, well, you know, I just had to draft this kid and we need to develop him. Like, oh, how you're on the field developing this kid. Okay. All right. That worked out real well. Yeah. Listen, oh, last year when they were in the middle of that coaching search, I feel like that's that's why Lincoln Riley's got a, his name got a lot of tread because they're like, all right, well, we saw how he was able to scheme an offense around Hurts and the, his strengths. That's why I think that – it's not a surprise that there was a lot of appeal sure. when people started bringing that stuff up. But I, you know, I, I was fully on board and saying, let him play the whole year. 
Adam okay. says, so you guys think if they lose to the Lions, they will start Gardner Minshew? I mean, I would say maybe if Sirianni had the power to do that, he might do that, but I don't yeah. think he does. I think it's the oh, same yeah. thing with Doug. So here's another thing. So Doug wins a Super Bowl, right? Now, granted, he kept nine of Chip Kelly's assistants on his staff when he came on. It was admitted yeah. that he didn't have a real eye for his assistants, but the ones that he did, like like Frank Reich, um, Jim Schwartz, they were good coaches, right? So they helped yeah. win that Super Bowl. The reason why Doug and the Eagles decided to part ways is because Doug wanted to hire his own assistants and how he said no. Right. So they let Nick Sirianni bring in all his own coaches that he wants. Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon. Like, Now, listen, I'm not, not really. saying that that's necessarily the wrong decision, but like Doug won a Super Bowl. Now, granted, Doug's offense was very elementary the last two years. We knew what was coming partly because the roster is poorly constructed, injuries, all this stuff happens. You waste a shit ton of money on Alshon Jeffrey. That's what I Yeah, but right. so a guy that wins the Super Bowl doesn't get to pick his own coaches? It's like – and like, well, and, and now you see. Would I – the other option for our head coach, the one that was other, seriously considered, he's the the offensive coordinator on the Lions. I hope he gets his revenge on Sunday. And that's I, hope he does. I hope he I gets his revenge. revenge. But look how good DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams look this year with Deuce Staley. Right. Yep. It's like this is why mile. they didn't want Deuce Staley to be the head coach because he would run the ball more. It would be more 50 50. It'd be 45. It would probably be 40 60. You still got to pass right. the ball probably more, but that's not what Jeffrey Lurie wants. Okay. But well, it's a passing game. We don't have a quarterback who can pass. So. To do what Jeffrey Lurie wants, you need, you need Kyler Murray. You need Josh Allen. You know what I mean? You need Matthew Stafford. We don't have that and they don't grow on trees. And this year's draft doesn't have that guy either. No. No, right? there's not. And I mean, not, there's, and those there's good nobody quarterbacks, at the top of this draft. Those quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, they don't leave their teams no. because they're going to get more money to stay and the other teams build their roster to that quarterback. So what do you do? You're in purgatory, right? Yep. You know what? I think, Nick, when you're talking about how they built that staff, I think there's a lot of the, a lot of the flaw in that staff is in the youth. Absolutely. Right. They they did not bring in there's not a single person on that staff. Just that Stoutland. That's it. With Stout. But yeah, Stout, Stoutland aside, there's not a single person on that staff that came in that could be the sounding board that can go into Sirianni and say, Yo, dude, we need to run the ball. Like I like throw all the pass plays out. We need to run the ball. The you know, Stoutland is the run game coordinator, but at the end of the day, Nick, you're you're what what you're saying is absolute. Yeah, it's out of their hands. They are being fed this directive from above. It's just it makes absolutely no sense. Oscar, you're a fucking dickhead. But before we move on, we are <laughs> sponsored by La Terrain Watches. Visit them at la-terrain.com and use promo <laughs> code DOB. Again, we are sponsored by La Terrain Watches. Visit them at la-terrain.com and use the promo code DOB at checkout. Matt, we are going to move to one of our favorite segments, and that is Oscar's Two Minutes. Two minutes again. I feel so you, get, you get two minutes, Oscar. All right, two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. I'm, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm just like really like – Depressed in the sports world, just in general. I just, I just hate everything about this season. Um, all my teams suck. 
your boy know. got traded. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, Joe Flacco. All right, let's go. Let's go to that. Honestly, I mean, no. he's probably going to start though, Oscar. So. Yeah, he's probably gonna start. And that's what I'm saying. He should be starting right now for the Eagles. Like, please tell me, like, that Hurts is actually better than Joe Flacco. Like, I no. I mean, um, we can't say that. It's not. He hasn't proven that he is. So yeah. Sure. So like, so like, you trade him away. Why? Because he wants to start. All right. Well, we're we're pretty much in the shits right now. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Are you really going to develop Hurts to be a good? Let's be honest. Are, is he going to be a good quarterback enough to be like a QB one and let's say twenty five percent of this league? No, like the Eagles should be should be literally. I don't know. They should just have a good quarterback. <laughs> they had one. Yeah. Appreciate that baby doll. Yeah. Did you catch catch my? Yeah, yeah. We're not going to fight about this. No, we're not going to fight about Sucker Punch being a terrible movie. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Oscar, what's going on with your soccer squad? There's, there's a lot of drama around your soccer squad. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to get our coach. Like, the, he lost the locker room. Players are fighting within each other. Um, they're actually questioning him. They're like, "What? The, what is? what are you doing? Uh, so I don't see there being a point of him even – being the manager anymore. When you lose the locker room in any sport, that's it. When when players don't have respect for you anymore, like it's there's gonna be a pretty big reason as to why. And it's they, they look like fools out on that field every game. It's actually embarrassing to to see these professionals who I mean a lot of these players have won things outside of United and like World Cups, Euros, uh Nations Leagues. And they play great for their nation, but when they come to United, it's just like, wow, are you guys even the same player? It comes down to coaching. That's that's all. Yeah, you should just be a Liverpool fan and just you know be happy with your life. Pretty much what it, what it comes down to, Oscar. <laughs> I can't find that being enjoyable, honestly. <laughs> I have no. I don't even know. Should be a Man City fan, be their rival fan. Oh, Man City! Aren't they the blue? Yeah, yeah. Blue, blue side of the city, but I would say Liverpool is actually our biggest rival, though. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, we're done with sports for tonight because I was going to talk about the Sixers. They were winning, and I turned it on. I looked, they're like down by twenty, um, and I really don't get in that fiasco. But it is Halloween season. It's spooky season. I want to have some fun. Halloween movies, top three. But I hear, but here's what I want. Okay. So when when we go through this, this is what I need us. We need to address Oscar as Professor Oscar uh, minored in film studies. Mm. And he is going to give the synopsis 
and make sure that we pick the correct Halloween movies because I don't right, want to uh, play an Oscar. But is the Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie? Yes. Yes. And it's yes. and it's probably number one. Yeah. It yeah, is. I mean, exactly. if it's not everyone's number one, your list is kind of. I just Val Val's obsessed with it now, so I watched it twice today again. Yeah, I, I would. Can I come over? Because I'll watch it. <laughs> dude, Disney Plus, just put it on. I love it, dude. I love like the. I, I'm not a real big fan of musicals, but the music in that, like Danny Elfman, like I, yeah, I really love, good. dude. His it's just great. It's just fantastic. And if anybody hasn't seen that movie and you've lived under a rock, I get it. And I'm sorry about that. So we have definitely, we're throwing Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm throwing Monster Squad in there because Monster Squad's fucking great. Monster Squad's great. Kick him in the nards. Wolfman doesn't have any nards. Kicks him in the nards. Wolfman's got nards. One of the campiest, stupidest movies. They literally, like Dracula pulls a grenade out. Or a, a stick of dynamite out, throws it underneath the police car, blows the one cop up. The cop just runs to his wife. Where are the kids? Like your partner literally just got blown up five feet away from you, and we're not even going to address that. We're just going to move on. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's just keep it going. So Adam says Michael Myers, so he's a Halloween fan. Are we, are we putting the Halloween? Original Halloween is definitely up there, bro. The original Halloween, Halloween is so Halloween good. Definitely. I like the second. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to click that. I like the second. Halloween better than the first one, but the first one's a great story. Um, whoever was clicking it, go ahead and click. I'm sorry. I didn't click it. That was probably me, though, because I did hit it. All right. Nightmare on Elm Street? Fantastic. Did you did you guys watch the um, the movies that made us? Do you guys watch that on... Uh, I have seen that. I've seen, I've seen a couple yeah. episodes. Watch this one on Nightmare on Elm Street on and how hard it was to get made. It was nuts. And they did it with, I think, like the budget was like $1.9 million. And the guy had a like, they stopped shooting. Then they started shooting back up again. And then they didn't have two, like two weeks pay for the crew. So they were just kind of like, they sent the the office man or the, the, the lady in to like talk to them. And she was like eight months pregnant. So she's like, I th- they kind of felt bad for me. So that's why they stayed on for two weeks without pay. The one actor was giving out money to the crew to keep them on. Like it was fucking nuts. It was it's one of one of the best if if you get a chance to watch it. What do you guys think of Nightmare on Elm Street? It's good. I haven't seen that. I haven't it's seen it in a long time. We just watched it and it's absolutely terrible, but it's the making of Freddy. And Freddy is yeah, Freddy really, the character is iconic, bro. He's it's he is he made people afraid to go to sleep. Like he is the like boogeyman of boogeyman. Yeah, like, he's like the John Wick of the you know of the the monster squad or whatever you call them. You know the Jason and Freddy. Jason, Freddy. Um, so let's go. Let's go. Let's go to Jason. Let's go. Let's go to. Let's go to Friday the Thirteenth. What, what do we think of Friday? Not a Halloween movie though. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. It is, so, I don't think it is either. It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. Horror so you can watch it around Halloween. A few times, I think Jason X is during Halloween, isn't it? No, Jason X is in space. Which was? Yeah, Jason X is when they go to space. Great, but the score was like around like Halloween for some reason. It's always it's Friday thirteenth, bro. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what time it was. Halloween in space, and they were trick or treating aboard the asteroid. That was nuts. 
terrible movie. I'm not, wasn't a big fan of Jay, especially the first one. It was his mom. And then the second one, she brings him back. Like that shit just got fucking weird. There's a Friday 13th in May yeah. of 2022. So we might see him. Ooh, Ooh Jason. How, how about some, some world series action yeah. real quick. Jorge Soler leads off with a home run. Yeah. Braves are up to nothing, yep. nice. but positive. Ozzy Albi stole a base, so on November fourth, everybody gets free tacos to talk. Free about. tacos. Let's go. Let's go. There we go. Does, Oscar, tell Los Browns to give us some free tacos. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's the only. It's the only go to Oscar's there. house. His mom will make them for us. Actually, She's that's a fact. that is a fact. She'll be like, "You guys look hungry," and I'll be like, "Yeah, maybe." She's a great woman. <laughs> we love her. You guys see the new Halloween. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I did not. Rich, you know what's weird yeah. is that I heard some people said that it was good. I don't know how they thought it was good. Was it maybe or it was absolutely is it, terrible? Is it because like the CGI and stuff was good? No, there wasn't even that much CGI. Like the story was terrible. It was really gory, right? It was yeah, it, it was gory to the point where I'm like, okay, but it was just typical like stupid deaths. Like, oh my god, she like gets out of the car and has a gun and she's gonna try to shoot him, but then she doesn't know how to use the gun. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And it's like, cool, this chick's going to die. And she does. And he just turns the gun back in her face and blows her face off. I mean, the gun doesn't work on on Mike Myers anyway. Brad's been proven. Bro, nothing does. He's the Uh, right. So here's how they made this, right? So now Michael Myers is not human. Michael Myers cannot be killed. He is the embodiment of evil. That's what he is. They literally had him in the street. He got shot four times. He got beat as his head beat him with a baseball bat. She stabbed Laurie Strobe's daughter, stabs him in the back of the neck with a knife, and they kick the crap out of him while he's on the ground. They all walk away. They're sitting there. The cops come. Up. None of the cops go near Michael Myers. They just go see the victims to make sure they're okay. Now, let's what not check if the dude do murdered people. What's up? What are they going to do, though, against Michael Myers? Cuff him up, bro. You can't see. Yes. You go just you can't die. Like, what are they going to do? Like, pa, 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 and yeah. then. Again, bro, just make sure the people are alive, bro. Like, yeah, but here's the thing: he pulls the knife out of his neck and then murders everybody in that circle who was beating the shit out of him, oh, and then so murders the daughter. So you and see- then he's back on the run. Yeah, and then the whole time Jamie Lee Curtis and the cop are talking about, we can't kill Michael. Like it's a voiceover as Michael's coming back because he's the embodiment of pure evil. We can only just. Try to contain it. I'm the like, best thing they need to do is movie. let they need to let movies and TV series that were made and were good just die just and die. be yeah, creative and think of something new. Okay, I thought it was going to be over when Rob Zombie did it because Rob Zombie's Halloween's were absolute dog shit. So I thought the Halloween was just going to be gone, and then they're like, "Nope, we're doing it again." Yeah, I swear to God, they like look at Google Trends and like whenever they notice like a crazy spike, they're like. We gotta, we gotta. Well, yeah. Look at what, what what's Disney doing, right? They're taking all of their old animated movies, and now they're making them real live action movies. Mm-hmm. And none um, of the live action ones have been like good. No, um, I to be a hundred percent transparent, I'm not a huge like horror Halloween movie ish. Right. So like, if I think about Halloween movies, like the Adams Family. Yeah, classic. Classic. It's a great movie. Um, Anushka! I mean, it's best. Love that scene. Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Underrated. Another good one. I don't know. It's a very underrated movie. Very underrated. Um, 
I mean, and how can you can, can we talk about Charlie Brown, like Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin? Like that's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, like that's I. I'm more in like the fun. Oh yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah. movies. Um, I mean, Casper is a fun. Like <laughs> they're they're. It it was the first kind of trend Thanks into that. like real movies when we were transitioning out of like oh, all yeah. the animated stuff with the yeah, kids. So, like this Casper, was like. But they're, I mean, they still hold up. That's the whole thing. They, Adam's they family did. still holds up. Both yep. of them still hold up today. Mm-hmm. Um, what what other ones? I was watching um, Beetlejuice. Be- oh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is Beetlejuice great. is the other Beetlejuice one. Beetlejuice is great. Um, Hocus Pocus still a classic. Still probably. I was just thinking about that. We were just I talking about it, watching that. Listen, I think it is one of the most overrated movies ever made. Just Hocus Pocus. Just me. Yeah, I do. I can't stand it anymore. I really do, but I get it's like a cult. It's like a cult following with yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's really not that good, bro. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, no. Ghostbusters. What about Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters, of course. Ghost the original, yeah, the not original, the, the original, the original, not the new one. I want to see the newest one though. That looks cool. That's that's with Paul Rudd, right? Yeah, that's going to be mm-hmm. pretty, yeah. pretty dope. But the reason why I say Hocus Pocus is because I love Billy, like the the zombie. Billy Butcherson. Yeah, yes. <laughs> which and he finally because you witch <laughs> like that's like, yeah, like, like a wench, I think. <laughs> yeah, like that's wench. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's like and he does favorite. the does the like that and he just yeah. walks away. <laughs> <laughs> he walks away. Off, off, hit your head. Like I don't mm-hmm. think it's honestly. I don't think it is a great movie. But at Halloween time, it's one that you have to introduce your kids into, yeah, so yeah. they're like not oh. absolutely terrified. That's why I, I do enjoy that movie. And then I watched one, When Good Ghouls Go Bad. Did you ever see that? It was an, so everybody remembers Friday night, like Nickelodeon and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Are you already afraid of the dark? All that stuff. So this is an R.L. Stein movie that was on Fox. And I only remembered it because Christopher Lloyd was in it and he plays the goofy ass grandpa. It's a terrible movie. I could only find it on YouTube and the quality was like below 480. Like, it was terrible. I watched it on the thing. Ollie's watching it. Like, it just took me back to when, like, they used to make a shit ton of, like, kids' TV movies, and they're not good. And I'm like, yo, this movie is absolute crap. But I just remember, like, being 11 and watching this, like, on the couch and being like, oh, this is so terrifying. And and it's actually just dull. But I miss those. I miss the Goosebumps, like, TV movies. Like, the the Are You Afraid of the Dark was great. I used to watch it all the time. Are you afraid of the dark uh, on uh, Paramount Plus and um, Amazon? Jamie said she tried to watch it the one day, and she's like, "It's not that like scary anymore, dude." It's depends so on crazy. which one. Depends it's on which one you watch. If you there's like five that are really, really like okay, this shit's kind of like mm-hmm. freaky. I love them. I, I love Are You Afraid of the Dark? I think I think it's great. I mean, yeah, when we were kids watching it, we probably it probably wasn't made for. You know, eight, nine, ten year olds at the time, but Tales of the Crypt. Crip. That I was That's just a good pull, Adam. Dude, Adam. Yeah. Awesome. HBO. I know, people, I know a couple people that look like the Crypt Keeper. Oh, yeah. We do know we do know a few of those. We do know a few of those. But dude, <laughs> fucking uh, I remember being at like my aunt's house at like 12 o'clock on a Friday. And it was good evening, girls and ghouls. And it's like this shit's coming on. And it was fucking terrifying. It was just next level 
That and who remembers Tales from the Hood? I have to rewatch that, Rich. Well, I, was gonna say, I don't actually do. So Tales from the Hood, it's three um three uh, gangbangers are in a morgue and the um mortician is telling stories about the three like dead bodies and like how they died, but it's all like some like ghostly like crazy shit. I think Snoop Dogg was in it, and, like Danny Trejo, like all those guys. But Tales from the Hood Nav was some that's that's a fun ride. That's and what what else is there? Is there any other good Halloweens? Anything out there? I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, we're not talking about like I mean, you got the Monster House pretty good. Monster House, that's, that's yeah. There's so good. much out there. But yeah, I just Halloween, had to... everybody talks about Halloween Town, like you know, they're oh, right. Halloween Town's so garbage. Yeah. <laughs> now, what was the uh, what's what's the one that came out with Adam Sandler? We watched it, Rich. Hotel oh, Transylvania. Oh, no, no, no. Halloween. Movie Halloween. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, dude, Hoobie Halloween is... Hoobie Halloween is... Oscar, did you see that? No, actually, I didn't. Bro, watch it. Adam Sandler plays, like, character, like, he's a little off, like, socially awkward, and he lives, and he's, like, big Halloween guy, and, like, it's a typical Adam Sandler movie, but it's hilarious, man. It's so dumb, but also hilarious. Oscar, you're gonna love it. Oscar, you'll laugh the whole time, for sure. That's awesome. It's on Netflix. It should be, anyway. What? Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Called Hoobie, H-U-B-I-E, Halloween. I'm just going to put it on my list right now because I'll forget to be completely honest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to break it up. I wanted to have some some fun. Rich, if we're talking about Halloween movies. If any of you say candy corn, I'm turning this off right now. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. Candy Candy corn is trash. Candy corn is an abomination. It's it's not it's not candy. It's just corn syrup shaped as as like it doesn't even look like corn. It's shaped as like teeth. It's worse than doctor's office candy. Okay. Oh my god, that and circus peanuts. My aunt loves the worst. She'd always make us go to 007 and buy circus peanuts for it. Circus peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, almost as bad as the flying saucers. They're fucking terrible. Communion wafers with the little beads in them. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, top Halloween candy. There's only one for me, and literally, and and that's it's Reese's. Reese's. Wait, 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 Reese's. wait, 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 wait. It's chocolate candy. What is? Yeah. What? <laughs> it was separate from candy. So candy was chocolate. Like- chocolate is a candy. Yes. Yes. Yes, chocolate is a candy. They're all grouped together in this situation. Yeah. Okay. My favorite Halloween candy. If we're not going, no, that's fine. No, that's Reese's is great. You know? Reese's. The, Starburst. The Reese's. Starburst. Oscar. Okay. Uh, is that good enough for you? No. <laughs> then we can talk chocolates. <laughs> I say black licorice. I said bang. Oh, what? I love that flavor. Oh my god, You're dude! So what? Fucking oh. weird, bro. Dude. Oh my Who god. are you? That's dude, that might actually be worse than candy corn. 
That That's why you like uh, what's it called? Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for you to say you love Sambuca. Like, yeah, yeah. Almond Joys. like Sambuca, bro. It's gross. I love almond joys. Oh my god, no, almond, almond joys. Almond joys are good. Almond joys are good. I love coconut. I will crush almond joy all day long. I used to that cat that that fun size like ten pack, and just eat them by myself. You don't like uh, almond joy, Don? No, I can't. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the coconut. I love the texture joy. thing. Is like the, the texture thing? Rich is Rich is about to go to Wawa tomorrow and get some almond joy. Yeah, he really oh, is. Get some almond joys, dude. I am stoked. I dude, forgot. I think you're my vending machine. I think I might do that myself. Oh, uh, Butterfinger. There you go, Adam. Butterfingers, dude. So good. Butterfingers are good when I just can't eat too much of them because I feel like they get stuck in my mouth. That's all hey, they do, dude. Just your mouth and stuff. Yeah. Can't get them Peanut, all. peanut M&Ms. Peanut M&Ms are yeah, very pe- Yeah. Yeah. I mean, better, that's a, better than the original. The world. Yeah. Like, you literally can't stop. Oh, no, no, no. If you get bags of them, you literally open seven bags. But have you ever had and then four, the, seven more bags? You ever had the peanut butter M&Ms? Yo, I just tried them. Those are yeah, game crazy. Crazy. Dude, they had they're brownie really ones. They have brownie M&Ms. They have pretzel ones, too. They're the pretzel so ones are actually good, too. Dude, they're so good. So good. All right. But def- definitely the peanut and the peanut butter. I'm going to give you a choice. You have, you're at a house. And right. I just want to know what side you're on. You are, so they have 100 grand or paydays. Which one are you taking? 100 grand. Oh, my God. It's the best payday. Candy. Payday, baby. Probably a payday. But I'm a sucker for anything that is peanuts, peanut butter. I and, like and paydays, but I do like hundred grands too. So I would be in the middle. I'd be taking one of each. Most underrated Halloween candy? Okay. Nutrageous. Nutrageous. Oh, Nutrageous are incredible. Mm. Just uh, I still think Rich, like Reese's best product isn't the Reese's peanut butter cup, though. What is it, it has to be the outrageous. It's a better quality. Oh, it is. It is a better product. I agree with you. I agree. Let's talk about what's I want to. All right. So we what can the, wait, Rich. What's the famous Paul Wall line about Almond Joy? Leave a bitch back on another like an Almond Joy. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You already know. I got that queued up. <laughs> Paul Wall, baby. I'm the people. Uh, Oscar's texting that to some girl right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that would be hilarious! And that's this is the uh, that has to make screenshot it and send it. Send her reply. Oh, me wrapping <laughs> all off. I'm enjoy has to be it. So let's uh, is what was the thing that you looked forward to the most on Halloween, and what was the thing that you didn't? My favorite thing was down in Laurel Springs, a house on my block. You'd go down there. I'd hit them on the way there because they had soda. That was oh, yeah. the clutchest yeah. item that you could get was a drink because us dumb little fucks never packed like our parents right. say, oh, take a water bottle with you. Take this with you. It's like, no, we're out there for four hours running our asses off. You get the houses with the soda. You chug the soda and then you hit them on the way home. That was it. The least thing I liked was the lady around the corner who gave pennies in the mini Bibles. Fuck that lady. She ruined Halloween and that's why she always got her house egged. Five pennies and a mini Bible. Fuck you. Man. She's just giving away money, bro. It's better to just give out candy. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Why are you buying mini Bibles? Yeah. The thing that I look forward to the most, the big candy bar. The houses that wow. gave out the big candy bars. You're one of them rich guys, huh, God? <laughs> After you're done, I come back to that. The thing I'm... Uh, anything homemade. Like you don't, you don't like please it. don't please don't bake a brownie and wrap it in saran. No, because it always got thrown away, dude. You were right. not, like, we couldn't eat that. 
It's like, true, yeah. Watch the news, lady, and realize that they're telling everybody that not anything that's not wrapped <laughs> to, throw, to throw it away. Like, no one's eating that stuff. So please don't hand me uh, whatever you made. Please just yeah. spend five bucks and put a bag of candy. candy. Yeah, Rich, there was a house on Swarthmore and I used to go. Um, we used to go on Stratford. They used to give out full size candy bars, and they would give you two. If they liked your costume, they would give you two. Was that Bill Hilton or something? No, it was Pennsylvania. Uh, it, I mean, no, it was on. You know where my grandma used to live? Yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember the house specifically. There's actually a few in Stratford growing up. What's that? There was actually a few like throughout. Like, um, was it on Cornell? Because that's where I used to go a lot. It was like I want to say on Harvard that used to like give out big candy bars. Yeah, you and then you know if you went there once, then you remembered that house, and then every year you're like, "Yo, we gotta go here because we're gonna get the real size candy bar." And remember, we used to always use the pillowcases because we could put more candy in there. And then I used to hate when I used to get home, and I would be like, because I used to me and my brother used to make my mom buy the good candy. And then we get home, and she would give all the fucking good candy away. I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to save some of that for us. Yeah. <laughs> and give always, them, like... There was two, always two bowls. Always two bowls. For the older kids who had shit costumes, they got mm-hmm. the fucking uh, dots and the red hots. And the little kids who actually, like, took the time to say, like, thank you and shit, you got the Reese's, the Kit Kats, the Milky Ways. You got the candy. Underrated the candy. Move. Underrated candy. Milky Milk Ways. Milk, milk, yeah, yeah, milk duds are very underrated. I, I do give you that. Oscar, go ahead with uh, your your thing. I was gonna say, there's there was actually a house down my block that gave out little hugs that, that little was, huggies, yeah, the drinks, yeah. and right. I used to like I, honestly, I feel like she used to give us like three at a time. Probably she probably went to like BJ's and Costco, brought them in bulk. Yeah, that lady was giving them out. Yeah, you kids hydrated, baby, get them sugared up and hydrated. That's what they need. And gentlemen, it's time for our final thoughts. I'm sorry, Don. Did you have something else? Oh, before we, so one, have something for the adults. Yeah. Right. So, just a bit of advice: if you're listening out there, maybe have a cooler on the side as the kids come up trick or treating. Maybe have something for dad or mom as they're walking the kids around. Um, and also. Don't give the kids that are old and trick-or-treating any shit. They chose to be a kid over going out and doing whatever else anybody Good else point. is doing. And Very true. So At least they're out of the house. a couple things too. to keep in mind. But I did always give them the, sh- I do give them the shit candy, Don. I do give them the shit candy because they don't put any effort into it. If there was like a 16-year-old who actually had a costume, yeah. That's different. Well, they, that's but the, next that's year, three kids came to my door with literally just their school clothes. And I'm like, what are you guys? And they're like, uh, I'm like, here, just get out. Just take Here's it. a bag of pretzels. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> your- oh, man. Enjoy I remember your- guys used to give us bags of pretzels. My mom used to buy the bags of popcorn. I'm like, mom, what are you? Like, why are you doing this to kids? And then I'd find all the – well, obviously we know why. Because Nick – I'd find all the Hershey's and, all, and the Reese's. In room. And I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> he was listening to Afro Man eating Hershey's. <laughs> That's basically what she was doing. Listening to Afro Man taking a nap with a bag of Reese's. On Mom, are you, watching, are you watching Dazed and Confused? <laughs> no, I already watched that. I'm watching Mom, Half-Baked smell like right now. In here? I'm watching Half-Baked <laughs> right now. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Final thoughts. Oscar, start it up. Start it up. Yeah, so final thoughts for me. Um, I don't know. It's just weird that uh, Halloween's on a Sunday. Like, what do we do? Do we celebrate on Saturday? Or do we celebrate on Sunday and hungover for Monday? Just go, you know, go on a bender, Oscar, all weekend. Probably I think I'm going to do that anyways. But I just just want to know for reference sake, like, is it socially acceptable to bring in Halloween on Halloween Eve? Like, what about mischief night? Like, it's mischief night just not going to be a thing? Saturday night, bro. Saturday Saturday night. night. Freaks come out at night. What? What? That's how it's going to be. I'm down with it. Fair enough. Oscar just has questions. That's all. Yeah, I, I like it. Oscar, somebody answers yeah. questions. That's my final thought. I, it's no thoughts. It's just questions. It's just questions. I love it, Oscar. Don, what do you got? Listen, uh, there, there was the. I'm going to call out the the douchebag that gave Geo the podcaster a bunch of shit. That video was such trash, and like. When you want to call out a kid for being a fan, just because he like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like that, a lot that to me spoke volumes about like, and, and but but here's the silver lining in it, Rich. He comes back with a post that just says "stop bullying," like he took something that was a stupid ass negative and someone who's trying to get attention, trying to get people to click on shit by being an asshole and being a jerk. And he turned it into a positive. So shout out to him. Shout out to all the, the, the good stuff that he's doing, pursuing, you know, what he wants to do, not letting anything hold him back. So, um, you know, yeah. Agreed. Way to, way to turn a negative into a positive. I like it, Tom. I like it. Nick, what is your final thought? Just say that this whole city, this is why we can't have nice things. Analytics have ruined three franchises in this city. It's not going to change until they stop being idiots and mathletes. Use your fucking eyes. A guy can play or he can't. This is a good play call or it's not. This guy can throw 100 or he can't. Like, just stop. That's it. I had enough of it. The Flyers are the only ones that haven't fell into that trap. And I don't think hockey does that in general, so they shouldn't. Um, everybody else, kick rocks, bro. We don't want none of that shit around here. All right, this, this city wants grit, blitzes. We want, we want um, guys that run the ball out to first base. Okay, I want you to shoot an open jump shot when you have one. That's it. I'm pretty, pretty easy to please, bro. Not hard. Not that hard. It's not rocket science, right? No. <laughs> I don't need to know that on on fourth and four from the from their own twenty that that, that you would go for that. Great, that's why we suck because you do shit like that. Okay, thank you. I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Kel, Kelsey put it best. Kel, Kelsey had that that statement that he put out about Ben Simmons. Like, just go out and ball out. If you go out and ball out and you fail and you fuck up, like we'll still love you. Like we've loved guys with insanely less talent. Yeah. I mean, the, the list of Always guys from, from, from TJ McConnell to Chris Coast to, uh, I don't know, Greg Ward, like those guys that had like next to no talent, but they went out there and they busted their ass and the city loves those guys like that. But 
you don't you don't do that, you're gonna get you're gonna get crucified. Agreed. The Bricks love Stuart Bradley. Too. I love him so much. I bought my dad his jersey. That's how much I love that guy. And that was rocket science because that's what his degree is in. Um, my final thoughts, Chris. Thank you so much for being a fan, <laughs> Oscar. That's my bit. Chris, thank you so much for listening all the time. Adam, you too. Chip, chiming in. Mike, lots of rain watches. Thank you. Um, my final thought is if you are going to put effort into anything you do, make sure you put all your effort into it. Don't half-ass. Why? Because you're not going to get anything out of it. They always say, jack of all trades, but no one ever finishes that saying, master of none. Put your full heart into it. Put all your effort into it. Get it done. If you don't want to, and stop doing it. Final thoughts. We're good. We're Gucci. Philly, happy Halloween. Everybody stay safe out there. Be nice. Be kind. And Oscar, as he always says, uh, rewind. Deuces. We're coming to Don's. He's giving out 12 packs. Yeah, Don's giving out 12 it. packs of orders. I got, hey, really? I, got a case, I got a case of lager in the fridge. Yeah, dude, he got, got he got 20K, bro, for his stem, a.k.a. his, his stem lab that he put in the garage. Is like a brew. Well, no, he, he actually gave 10 to the school. The other 20 is, is for his garage. <laughs> it's for his garage. And it's going to be set. And he's going to be giving away way beer. We're it. Philly, good night. Wu-Tang is for Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.